Ridgeback Stadium. Cheers, my brother. Cheers, man. I've noticed, I in the three years, two years that we were coming on living here now, mm-hmm. uh, Tiff and I collectively have been pulled over one time. And that's even impressive. Yeah. I've only and been she over... was speeding in a school zone. Yeah. That's so, yeah, they got her. Okay. I, I got I got pulled over in a construction zone. Dude, only time I've ever been pulled over in my life. They get you out here is school zones. Construction, construction zones. zones. <laughs> if you're not, and you can go ten over, man. Anywhere you need to be, it's fucking nuts. You and see, they and they don't care about ten over. They don't at all. And if you're not going ten over, you got fucking somebody's grandma driving by you, flipping you the bird, <laughs> yelling all kinds of shit out the window, like fucking idiot, motherfucker. <laughs> they are probably driving a Subaru then. <laughs> yeah, or an Outlander. I can see an Outlander too. Dude, I, I didn't even they're, know. They're, the, it, it is impressive to me ever since I moved to Florida at the beginning of this year. I have been able to very much detail like the specific cars out in Florida versus Colorado, Colorado Springs. Completely different ball game. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I didn't even know what an Outlander was. Dude, before you Outlander, moved here, yeah, I never you, heard you, of I, one. I'm guessing you learned really quickly, huh? Because Idaho, <laughs> we just call them trucks. That's just that's just a truck, dude. Like we all got a truck. That's a truck. This is my truck. Your truck. Mom's truck. Grandpa's truck. That's her truck over there. And yeah, that's man, we, we we can haul something with it. It's a truck. <laughs> yeah, shit, dude. Go bring your truck around here. That's, it's a four door, but we'll call it a truck because because we don't know how to say sedan. They just know how to say truck. Like my grandpa used to bring your truck around. I'm like grandpa, it's a fucking four door Saturn, dude. What the fuck you mean truck? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, front-wheel drive, too, of course. Dude, oh, yeah, for sure, front-wheel drive, missing a front fender, you know, like. Some, some guy some guy at budget this weekend, he, he tried to rent me a front-wheel drive car, and I, I just could not have that. Like, I was like, brother, I'm sorry, but I'm finally back in Colorado. I know I now have, like, a, a Florida um, ID and everything, but. I still have a clipped one from Denver. <laughs> Please just give me something that's four-wheel drive at least. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, dude, I I always had, excuse me, I've driven a front-wheel drive car in the snow a lot. They're fun. They're really fun. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not what you think. Have you driven one ever in the snow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're so fun to drift. Yeah, because you can just whip it. You can just whip that tail around like no tomorrow, right? I the car that I had in uh, Boise, four doors, nineteen ninety six Saturn SL one, all white with a front fender on the right side that was a different color, right? Mm-hmm. My mom at the time had bought this car uh, from a guy that she met at. She was a teller at the bank. The guy came in one day and was a tow truck driver, a repo guy, something where he got these cars on a really good deal. And he comes in and is like, dude, I got this Saturn, blah, 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 500 bucks for the car. You know, it's got like 100,000 miles on it. Some tweaker in Oregon had it. So it's kind of trashed. <laughs> but if you want to take it, man, I'm just fucking here you go. 500 bucks. You know? yeah. 
So I buy this car, go have these with my parents, 250 and 250. This is my first car ever. Uh, Good deal right there. Oh, I mean, sweet yeah, deal, yeah. dude. You can't pass that up. This was an awesome car. <laughs> I put this motherfucking car through so much hell. I've, <laughs> dude, I've, I, did you know Saturn SL1 can off-road? Uh, I mean, I'm, with da- five I'm, I'm people, guessing you learn pretty quickly. With huh? five people in it on the way up to the fucking mountain to try to snowboard. <laughs> Actually, no, we weren't snowboarding. We were, uh, it was our senior camping trip. All right, all right, all right. Now, now you have to tell us all. What uh, what upgrades did you put on it? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Other than the twelve inch subs in the trunk. All right, all right, the, all right. The, the, which is necessary. As a sixteen yeah, year old, man. You, you, 16 don't gotta, gotta, you don't gotta have the nicest car, but you gotta have the loudest. Exactly. It's not gotta be, and then I don't mean the exhaust. Don't make a loud exhaust, please. God, don't be that guy. Casey, Casey, and that's that's what's awesome is we grew up on other sides of like the whole country but we both knew you have, all, you, you have to have subs you have to have Got you it. have to have a nice speaker system and just be able to bump that right? like it's not the nicest car it it's, wasn't <laughs> but it was it was so reliable that thing the yeah, only the yeah. only problem i had with that car i remember they had this uh the problem was it couldn't pass emissions that's it but in in idaho that wasn't a big deal because all I had to do was write a letter to the emissions board and let them know that no matter what I did or what I paid for this for this uh, car, it's going to cost more than what I paid uh, to have the emissions to state standards. And so in Idaho, if the car costs less than the cost to get it emissions ready, they give totaled. it a, no, yeah, they, yeah, that's what they did. They call it totaled, and they give it an emissions pass. Yeah, so I didn't have to get the emissions done on that thing. Yeah, and I was like, how fucking cool is that? I don't gotta pay emissions. I get like thirty miles of the gallon in gas. I got twelve inch subs. This thing is fucking sweet, dude. And I would take it up to bogus and just go completely. Si- I almost died in that car like four times. Well, 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 for for your first car. Feel like everyone they always push their first car to the limits a little bit. Like like they don't tell anyone about it. They don't tell their parents. They don't tell sometimes even their friends about it because it gets a little dicey. But they push their first car. I know I did. I know you did too. My parents are probably listening to this. Like what the fuck? <laughs> you feel you like did you that, did that, that car? Literally, I'm like so yeah. I took it off road a few quite times. a few times. Quite a few times. But the main time that really it's stood out actually i think i did this a few times honestly was uh, we would go to campouts and bonfires idaho had bonfires that's just what you did all right right yeah, yeah. and i feel that there was there was uh bonfires and there was parties there's so many house parties in idaho like dude that is all there is to do people just go to house parties like halloween in idaho boise Holy fucking shit. It was it getting spooky out there or what? Dude, Halloween in Idaho is next level. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> Boise State throws the fuck down on Idaho. All right. In Idaho. Like, so you can go anywhere within a couple mile radius of campus, and every three houses is just filled to the brim with people. And, like, the, the front door is wide open. The back door is wide open. And every house is shoulder to shoulder in Boise on, on Halloween. It's crazy. Wow. It's You can literally just drive around. And just party hop and not know whose house it is. Yeah. You see, just walk right into these people's houses just like everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. See, Colorado Springs just simply not the same. 
at all. It's not like that at all. Not at all. <laughs> right, I, I feel like it's getting to that point, but you know, it will probably be in at least another ten years. No, but Boise, before it's that, before it's like that. But like they have like great, you know, fraternities and sororities, and like everyone, I feel like gets along there. And but like it's just not as far as you know population goes. It's just no. Not this is as bigger. Big this is bigger that. here. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think what it is is the lack of what there is to do in Boise. There's yeah. nothing to do other than the college. That's the only sport. That's the only like they have the Boise Hawks, mm-hmm. minor league baseball team. They have the Idaho Steelheads, minor league hockey team, and they have Boise State college football. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that is pretty brim. Yeah. yeah. Wait, which, which is why, you know, at the same time, they're professional partiers. Some of them, some exactly. of them, exactly. I mean, you know? it's, it's, it's a dangerous town in a sense like that. I'm glad I moved away because being a bartender, living downtown, just being involved in the scene down there, it was just so thick. You know, there's just, everybody's got nothing else to do other than get, up. So so what was like your favorite activity to, to do out there? Snowboard. Snowboard. For sure. Snowboard. Like there was a lot to do. Uh-huh. But I grew up where I grew up where uh snowboarding wasn't really available at all. Yeah. Sorry, your phone was making it go. Oh. Uh, the radio waves. Uh Boise has a huge outdoor scene, ginormous, absolutely rock climbing, kayaking, floating the river. There's a reservoir. It's a it's a lake town, so there's a reservoir mm-hmm. 15 minutes away. Uh, and there's also the like from my front door that I lived at in high school with my parents to the ski lift was. Granted, I drove like a maniac. <laughs> About 50 minutes, 45 on the dot. I timed it one day. I got from my front door to boots on. Riding up the ski lift 45 minutes. It, w- it was always a challenge for me, too. Going from Colorado Springs up to Breckenridge to be the first one on the chairlift. It was like we would leave at, like, you know, tell everyone 6, be at their house by 6.10, and then just book it as <laughs> fast as we could up to the base, get on that mountain, and just look at the time and be like, all right, we weren't first, but we were third chair. I'll take it. <laughs> That's tight. I'm so excited to hit snow out here. Like, I've lived here two years, three years, whatever fucking how long I've lived here. I don't even remember now. But snow, dude, I haven't had a chance to hit it yet. And unfortunately, I got rid of my gear before I moved, you know. Uh, and the gear that I got rid of was mainly my snowboard. And I think I, I, think I still... No, I don't have my boots. I have my helmet. I have my pants. I have my jackets. I don't have. I don't have my boots, and I don't have my board no more, or gloves, uh, or gogs. But I mean, that's all replaceable. That's all stuff you can get. I'm. I'm glad I have my because I have the pants I have, dude. They're original Burton pants from like 1990 or something like that. Oh, oh, the um, the retros, dude. They're so sick. They were yeah. one of my my older brother's friends left them at our crib when we were back in when I was like 10 years old. 
and I snagged him. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so fucking ugly, dude. That's the funny thing. Like, there was a solid 10 years where I looked like a goofball wearing these goddamn pants. And then, like, finally they got back in style, and I was like, ha, fuck <laughs> all of you. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's just on your dick about, like, where'd you get those eyes? Uh... Yeah, they're tight now. I mean, because they're, they're still kind of fugly, bro. Like, they're checkered orange, bro. Like, they're orange checkered pants. Hey, hey, like, brother, fucking fun. brother, they're brother, fun. that's in style now, though. <laughs> it is, it you is. You can go bro. out of, if you're, uh, like, here's what I'll say about, like. they're baggy, they're baggy they're orange checkered they're yeah. curtains dude like they're yeah yeah they gotta be like down and dirty mm-hmm. you know like where like you you get seen on the mountain and you're like okay that guy's actually pretty good <laughs> like just from his style he's pretty good you you i i will say you can wear whatever you want on the mountain you just gotta be able to back it up like a little depending the on what day you i wore no helmet and pit vipers on the mountain was the day i shattered my shoulder I was like, you fucking prick. You earned, you deserved that. <laughs> and, and and that will happen to you, too. I was ripping tequila shots on the backside of the mountain. Dude, me and my buddy Johnny, we were just, uh, we were snowboarding for a couple hours that day already. And it was the last run on the backside. And they have a, a teepee bar on the backside in mm-hmm. Boise. Uh, and you have to take, like, three lifts to get to this backside bar, dude. It's super tight. And so... They're shutting things down. It's like it's like three o'clock. You know, we're done with day. No, it's probably like closer to two o'clock or so. And I think last last run on the backside is like four o'clock. You know, and I remember getting to the to the lift. I'm pretty fucked up at this time. You know, I'm like fuck, dude. I'm feeling good. <laughs> uh oh. You know, and I would have been fine if it wasn't for the fact that day that my um, the board that I normally ride with had started delaminating, so I had to switch to my backup board. Mm-hmm. And it's a smaller size, so it was super touchy, bro. Super fucking touchy. I had no business riding the way that I was on that board that day. <laughs> you were you were shredding the shit oh, out of it. I was shredding the fuck out of it. And I'm just like, I'm going down, having a blast, and I'm feeling the tequila. Music, music on 10, huh? Music's on point. View on point. Because right as I'm getting down to this part, you can, dude, it just drops off, and you can see all of Idaho. Just for for miles, for miles, no, and, and like you're on, lakes and everything, dude. No, just because you're on top of the clouds, you're on top of the clouds, you're, you're over the cloud line, mm-hmm. and so you just see this fucking just ocean of the clouds for fucking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles. It's the most beautiful thing you ever seen, mm-hmm. right? I'm just shredding. I'm feeling the tequila. Some dude rides by me. He's like, "Nice pits, bro," <laughs> right? And I fall so fucking hard after catching an edge, dude. I'm just like catching went. Right onto my left shoulder, <laughs> hard as a motherfucker onto a patch of ice too. And like, I was drunk enough to not feel it too. And I'm like, "Fuck, dude, that doesn't feel good." That, that, that by the hurt. time you got to the bottom, huh? How'd you feel? Well, so <laughs> the guy that complimented my pits stops. And the funny thing about this is, right before I'm like riding and just in fucking cloud nine, bro, the guy on the lift chair is like, "Hey, last one down, don't fall." Oh, no one's coming down behind you. I was like, bet, bro, no worries. Fucking jinx me with that little gem right there. Uh, Complete jinx me. What's so we stopped for you, though, right? The guy that fucking complimented my pit vipers was just so happened to be kind of riding behind me and seeing me just fucking nail it. And he was like, dude, are you all right? And he's like, ah, you got pits on. You're fine. (laughs) Literally what he said. (laughs) 
Oh, and I was like, no, nah, I'm fucking chilling, bro. It's all good. And then I fell again after riding it out. I was like, all right, I'm fine. Whatever. Fuck it. Right and on I, the other shoulder, huh? On the same one. <laughs> oh, On God. the same one. Yeah, dude. I had to. And so I ended up having to ride the rest of that mountain down. Mm-hmm. Take two more lifts. And I, I skied to my, uh, I did the drop and ski where you fucking park at the top and you ski down to the bottom so you get a free ride before you even have to buy your lift. Yeah, yeah, but but then you gotta like find a ride up to the top, right? No, the way they have their set up is if you take a certain lift, you can actually ride to your fucking car. Oh, okay. and it's, it's set okay. up pretty yeah. cool and it's, it's like an upper, there's multiple parking lots and then it's called the upper parking lot. Yeah. And so there's one chair you can take that'll actually, if you take cat track, takes you straight to that parking lot. It's perfect. Or you can drop in, you know, and so I had to do one more or two more lifts and that cat track still with a shattered fucking shoulder, dude. And I actually went to the doctor. It was shattered. Literally, the ball of my shoulder. They could not see it That's on an x-ray. unfortunate. Yeah, no, they were like, dude, oh, there's nothing man. wrong. You're fine. And I was like, really? It fucking hurts like hell. They're like, no, you're good. But we'll, 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 we'll look at you in MRI, though. Let's see what the MRI says. Oh, man. And the MRI, they're like, dude, so we couldn't find a break <laughs> because there was... There was chunks. Bro, the whole thing was crushed. Like, that was powdered, bro. Like, I was like, so I can't go back up this month? Like, and he's like, dude, if you fall again, like, the ligament will go with the bone. You got to just fucking chill, dude. I was yeah. like, all right, fine. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that that is no bueno whatsoever. When, when I broke my leg, it was, I wasn't able to ride anymore. But, yeah, it was when I was, like, trying to go into the park in Breckenridge. Man, just... Just caught a weird edge and everything. Couldn't even stand up on it again. And, yeah, it didn't hurt at first. Like, you know, for the first five minutes, I was like, well, I bet I could ride down. Definitely. And all of a sudden, it was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, oh, definitely couldn't. Definitely couldn't. The the freaking, uh, um, you know, like the fun little sled that comes down behind the ski patrol. Were they like uh, carry yeah. it? Were they the, yeah, the snowmobile the, sled? Yeah, the jerry box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the jerry box. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're just pizzing all the way down, you know. Did just you carrying. have to ride in the jerry box? Ooh, I did, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, and man, like it was embarrassing. They they give you what what's nice about it, though, is they give you this little towel to like cover up in. And I feel like it's not even to keep you warm. It's just to, like, protect you from your friends taking, like, pictures of you <laughs> riding down in the jerry box, which is so nice of them. <laughs> they do you a favor by providing It's a shame them. blanket. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> the shame blanket. Uh, oh, man. dude, honestly, I've had some friends work ski patrol. My my uh, really good friend Camden, uh, he, didn't, he didn't work speed, speed patrol, speed control. <laughs> Ski patrol <Some> speedometer. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he didn't he didn't work on uh, ski patrol, but what he did uh, do was he was an instructor on the mountain. Yeah, that shit's fun. You just get to teach kids how to snowboard all day and get paid, and then get a free season pass for it. <laughs> it's like, dude, sign me the fuck yeah. up. And, Let's go. And you're kind of forgetting like the hundred days you get on the mountain. That like, too, like that hundred plus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going yeah. to work. To literally just get off of work and go shred. <laughs> Granny, you are teaching some, you know. I'll fuck the kids. <laughs> it's about the shredding, man. You just got to get them going on what you're going down. <laughs> fuck them kids. I'm not here to teach. <laughs> got fired after the first week. <laughs> Which is why I'm going to put my kids in, like, the most advanced class. Because those advanced classes, the instructor, he's like, all right, 
you guys are just going to follow me down whatever I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then all of us are kind of forced to go with him. And granted, half of us get beat up a little bit, but then we come out better than we ever were. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, yeah, some of us might be crying, but... Tell fuck, you what. Fuck them ones. <laughs> I taught myself how to snowboard after about 10 years or so skiing. Yeah. I went up. I got a season pass from my uncle, my late uncle, who's now dead. He's an awesome dude. Uh, he literally was a, a ski bum. Like, lived on the mountain 300 days out of the year. Worked for the guy who owned the mountain uh, down in Utah, I think, in Baldy. Is Baldy in Utah? I think it is. Is that my phone that keeps going off? Yeah. I got mine on vibrate. That was my phone. I'm a butthole. It's all good. Oh, I think it's time for shot. All right, Alex. What are oh, we drinking? Oh, there we go. What are we drinking? All right, well... Kind of embarrassing, like you know, I just had to get something in the mountains. Mountain liquor stores, <laughs> they take advantage. <laughs> Let's just say that. Are we doing uh, half and half here? Half uh, mix and half tequila. Yeah, yeah, I would say like a good, not even a half for me. Like a fourth, right there. Uh, even too much. <laughs> I got a little overzealous, didn't I? <laughs> Okay, so remember how, uh, God, remember when we were hanging out probably the second to the last time before you left, and we couldn't make it to the Switchbacks game, or you went, and I couldn't come with the yeah. Switchbacks game? Yeah. I had it's... never known what the Switchbacks were, where their stadium was, who they were. Uh, and then I got a job at Trainwreck right across the way from, from Switchback Stadium. Cheers, my brother. Cheers, bro. And I'm a lot more butthurt now that I didn't go that day. That, that, that stadium's sweet. I had that, no idea where you guys were going. I was like, oh, with Switchbacks? The fuck is that? That was a very exciting time, and... Frankly, it's kind of crazy, too. So I first heard about the switchbacks when, like, as soon as I graduated college, um, that's when they were, like, building their new stadium and everything downtown. Well, I, like, reached out to some people at my college, UCCS, like, about it. And I, get, I got connected to this one guy who um, was basically, like, the provider of, like, the season tickets. Well, I got a few. That's when, like, Sean and I went, and it's actually, like, super cool. Like, the, it's, like, the local soccer team, which I've never really been into soccer at all. That's like, why I was confused when you said you were going to a soccer game at first. At the time, I was like, who the fuck just goes to a soccer game? And, then, and I was like, you guys are just into soccer like that? It, it, it's so uncalled for, frankly. <laughs> like, for me, like, doing that, I was like, you know... I'll be able to give these out to some like nice real estate investors of mine and 
and you know really like kind of tee them up and and it is sweet you know you do show up for like one of the games or any of the games really you you show up they have free drinks for you free food like pretty good seats and so you know one of the few times that I was able to go I I just took old Shawnee boy with me and we just got after it <laughs> just just simply <laughs> just simply deleted some bratwurst and and some IPAs. I'll tell you what, man. Sean is a gem. <laughs> he is. That he is. Gentleman is the reason I know you, first of all. The reason me and you uh are still well, I mean, we all met that night, but Sean was like the initial like, dude, let's I, fucking go chill. Like Absolutely. And and that is Sean to a T for you. Sean Harcraft. <laughs> he he is he's the absolute boy. He makes connections like none other. I swear to God, Casey, I'll go to a concert with him. And like there's been multiple concerts where it'll just be him and I who like just go to it or you know, we we just go do something together. Like we were roommates for five years or something. We'll just go do something and at the end of the night. He'll come back with like five friends. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, how the fuck did you meet them? He's like, well, he's on the UCCS soccer team. I'm like, how'd you figure that out? He was like, by just talking to him. Just chit chat, you know. <laughs> uh, Sean is awesome. Yeah. So the switchbacks uh, and Sean, we love Sean. He's actually coming on. He w- we were going to try to get him when he came out. So I don't know when he's actually planning on making that happen again. I mean, we ought to just FaceTime the boy. Yeah, that's so I've uh, I've done that in the past. It's it actually works fairly well to do the over the phones. Uh, audio audio is just not good, huh? What I would do is I set up a whole separate mic for the phone. And I use like a uh, a pencil mic that's designed to like go into a guitar, so it kind of picks up the the frequency a little a little better than a. Uh, actually, you know, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I use a pencil <laughs> mic because I think it works better. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta try to put reason behind it. Sometimes you just gotta shut yourself the fuck up. I'll do that too. I'll try to give way too and do on a on a topic that I think I know a lot about and frankly I just don't. And it just and it just ruins my whole conversation. I'm like, damn. That I, sucked. I thought I was smart. But you know, at least I'm gonna put a nail in that one and just say to stop. <laughs> Uh, no, like I feel like that comes with maturity. Where like we're like as you get older, you just learn how to just shut up and be like, I actually don't know. <laughs> oh, one thing, uh, dude. I I used to never uh, really listen to the show a lot after we would do it, especially because I hate the sound of my own voice. I used to really not like listening to myself. A lot of people feel that way. That's just. I, I would do the editing in the post-production uh, to focus on my guest mainly, and I would tune myself out. Mm-hmm. You know, I would never actually try to make myself sound better, and I would never watch myself after. Let's say I'd record with a friend for two hours. I would do it in one run. I would 
run through it and make sure there was no major errors in sound and quality. But I would generally keep like a mental track of how the conversation went. And mm. then after the fact, be like, okay, that conversation went pretty well. There was no real major fucking stupid times or hiccups or nothing. So I'm just going to post it, you know? Well, see, we'll see. And I think like, that's like the whole cool thing about, you know, starting anything really is that like, whether it's a business or a podcast or a lemonade stand or, you know, even like your like college, whatever you're trying to like major in in college is like, that's the cool part is like learning all of the fuck ups like along the way. Cause you're going to do that no matter what you start. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it's cool to like learn the fuck ups and like listen and hear back and like see how you were acting on camera. Cause I, I guarantee you Casey, like, yeah, there's probably scenes in here where we're just like, ah, no, we definitely <laughs> don't want that <laughs> because, cause we just like look stupid, but but, like, that's the fun part is, you know, everyone, like, like you're going to make mistakes if you're trying to build something that's, like, worthy of your time doing. So, the mistakes are worth making because then you, like, you know, understand what you did wrong and you'll never make that mistake again. And then you can grow it to, you know, the next level. And, like I said, that's not just for podcasts or a business that's really for like anything in life. Stand you know? up for, for fucking skateboarding, for fucking snowboarding, for yeah. skydiving, for yeah, granite, granite skydiving. You don't want yeah, yeah. you gotta get certified for <laughs> just doing a jump. Don't just go <laughs> yeah. do your first jump. You don't you don't want to make a mistake first time you go skydiving. There are rules <laughs> for skydiving on that for a reason, guys. Yeah. Actually, I had an awesome podcast that gives me um, something to point out real quick uh mr o'shea abney one of my most favorite friends in my life uh he is one of the most funnest guests i've ever had on here by far so fun nice and that's because he uh with being one of my closest friends in life also took this cool route of adulthood of uh, skydiving and base jumping daily daily and since well, 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 that's a moral boost every morning. Dude, this guy, it's <laughs> nuts to me. It's so cool. It is so cool. He, he really does live life on another level of some uh, uh, than anybody I've ever met. And it's so cool to, to watch what he's doing right now, especially now that it's been almost two years since he did actually come on the podcast. And... He he came on and he spoke about what he would be doing and that's uh he was skydiving at this place in Caldwell, Idaho, which was a sky down skydiving. And there was this video of him skydiving out of the plane and then eating a fucking chicken wing while he was doing it. And it was so fun. Just the whole fucking video. He ate the whole chicken wing, fucking tossed it, and he was like, Wee <laughs> It was just so cool, dude. The whole thing, everything about it. And since he's been doing that, he moved to this place in Idaho, Twin Falls. And Twin Falls, Idaho is the only place in the Northwest where it's legal to base jump just off the bridge. There's this huge canyon. And you can legally just go off it without a permit, anything. You can just go jump all fucking day. Yeah, then so, sounds Check like, me so. on that factual info, <laughs> please. 
<laughs> do not just take my word for it, but I'm almost positive it's the only so. canyon in all of the Northwest where it's legal to just base jump like that. Uh, everywhere else you need to, like the Grand Canyon, all that stuff, you go, you go through special hoops and loops and, and permits and whatnot, which nah, is understandable. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I hate to sound like a Debbie Downer, but kind of sounds like they're trying to... Same vibes. <laughs> They're trying to lower their population a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. uh, no, like yeah, no, that something like that, I could see it being totally fun. But obviously, like permits, like in doing it with like professionals multiple times, that's just like required. Like like Casey, have you ever been skydiving? Fuck no. Fuck no. You you got it. I would you, love to, but I haven't. You 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 have to go with the professional sometime. It is it and it it's one of those things where, and you can look this up too, where there's like articles where the first time you go skydiving, uh, and this really falls for like multiple times if you go skydiving. But even if you're attached to someone, when you like jump out of the plane. And like skydive with like a professional on your back and everything like you're like not like emotions, but like you're um, what, what, what's it called? Adrenaline. Adrenaline. Your, your adrenaline is so high and just so wired for so long that like when you like land and everything, you were absolutely tired by the end of the day. Like oh, you yeah. are. Oh, you were yeah. you were shot. You were going home and you were napping after just jumping out of a plane. Like that adrenaline kicks up so much where it is like it, it's honestly crazy. I feel like I get a similar rush when snowboarding. Similar, not the same, but to me, I like. I'm a very physically fit dude, and even if I just get a couple runs in, I'm fucking like not as physically beat as there's days where I hit as many runs as I can the whole day until they kick you off. You right, know, yeah. there's those days where you're like, holy fuck, I can't even fuck my, my body is butter, yeah. you know, but the adrenaline high you get, I, I notice makes you sick almost. And I say sick. Cause like, are you an adrenaline junkie? Yes. I've done multiple, multiple things where, you know, okay. So you, you I, got, you got to kind of keep from the parents a right. little bit. Fair <laughs> enough. So I have extremely high blood pressure, uh -huh. extremely high blood pressure, which kicks my adrenaline up sometimes, you know, like when my blood pressure is high, I'll feel like, Ooh, it'll feel like I'll get so fucking amped up sometimes. And mm -hmm. I feel sick. Like, Ah, wait a minute. Fuck you. Gotta call me. <laughs> like, dude, I gotta get amped, you know? Mm -hmm. And like my body afterwards, like after that adrenaline starts to wear off and your body's just like, cause like, dude, your body really just tenses up. You get like, you feel super strength. Adrenaline's fucking nuts. It's yeah. really crazy. Mm -hmm. But it comes at a price, you know? Like I'm somebody, like I said, high blood pressure. I'm always just fucking high on adrenaline. It's awesome. I run on pure adrenaline rage. Mm -hmm. But after you feel that, it's like, fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm done for. I, I need a nap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? I, I could not agree with you more on that. Yeah. But I do think everyone should skydive at least once in their life because that is by far one of the most adrenaline-driven activities I've ever done in my life. And I think everyone should at least experience 
that level of adrenaline. You know what I mean? That was such an ugly fail. Oh, that that clipped right there. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a, it's still cherry though, huh? Right, let me do this so I just um, was trying to stealthily pass my joint, and I was very ugly about nicking my micro- microphone and spraying my beautiful soundboard with beautiful ash. <laughs> beautiful ash. It's all white. Uh, maybe, maybe a little gray. Huh? So to bring it back a little bit. Uh, you asked me earlier what some some fun things in Boise were to do. Uh, and I think I kind of mainly said snowboarding and the reservoir, you know. And in Idaho, like I said, it's parties and, and things like that. But really, like, everybody out there just goes camping. It, it is as mountainous of a community as it gets. Yeah. And... It's unfortunate to say that that breed is very much dwindling. It's depleting. You know, it's going away. And that's because it's a it's a sanctuary town, kind of like how Colorado Springs is. There's a lot of transplants here. There's a lot of people who move from out of state, out of country. Uh, a lot of new vans coming into town. Right. Which are great. Like, you know, Colorado, and I feel like Idaho, too, has – a lot of great like camping grounds. Like what? Mm-hmm. Which ones have you been to out there? So in Idaho, there is this town called McCall, and it's mm-hmm. about four to three and a half hours north of Boise. Uh, and, it, and a lot of people they don't really know where what Boise is. It's about, I would say, forty five minutes from the border of Oregon, uh, and if you're trying to get to the coast. 12 hours from the border of the coast right there, you know, in Oregon. So a lot of people don't even know where Idaho is, what it is, and anything. It's 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 the state directly north of Utah and directly mm-hmm. east of Oregon. Okay? And there's a lot of rednecks and a lot of corn. <laughs> okay? And it's funny because when you, you would think, right, potatoes, Idaho potatoes. Like, that's what everybody – Asks me, like, oh, how's Potatoville? Like, it's the corn there, huh? But it's corn, dude. I, in the years that I have lived there, I had never seen a potato farm. Well, 10 years, dude. Well, well, sounds like we need to find a corn uh, supplier out there and get, get a nice package coming here to Colorado. But to be fair, potato plants. Do you know what a potato plant looks like? Yeah, of course I do. I tried growing them in Florida, but did not turn out. Is it just well. like a bush? I'm a, I'm an avid uh, botanist. I, I'm a, I'm huge on growing. I actually have a cultivation license to grow 46 plants. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> well, like potatoes, like growing like the ground. I know that, so they're a root based plant. Right, right. So, but I also know that they come above ground. They're they're. Uh, Stems and their leaves and all that, they still need something, right? Or am I wrong? No, no, you're, I believe you're right. I mean, and I'm not going to get on here and sound like the potato expert. <laughs> but from <laughs> my potato experience. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm not, I'm not a potato expert over here. I'm just going to shut this down right now. <laughs> I can tell you how habaneros grow. Let me tell you this story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Switching from potatoes to habaneros. 
me and my girl, we got this one habanero plant down in Naples, Florida. Went ahead and planted it. And I had gotten a jalapeno plant like a few months before, and that thing was doing well. And so I like plucked the first jalapeno, and like we both habanero like, or jalapeno, jalapeno, okay. and we both like chopped it up and like tried it. But I plucked it and I tried it first, and you know that's monumental when you try the first like oh, yeah. fruit of your labor. Yes. Well, well, I told my girlfriend she wanted to pluck the jalapeno one, but I was like, no, this is mine. I'm sorry. You can pluck the habanero one. Well, the <laughs> habanero one became good to pluck and everything. So she plucked it, and she felt so great are about you, it. Are you are you killing a bird? No, this is like a habanero plant. I this, know, but who plucks a habanero plant? Yeah, yeah a psycho, huh? I've just never heard. <laughs> I've never heard pluck used in something other than plucking the feathers of a bird. Okay, so what have you? What have you? I, I picked. <laughs> yeah, I but mean, I could be just being pluck, an asshole, and that pluck. could be a great synonym. See, <laughs> see, see, okay, okay. I, I will actually. I'll do this. Let me agree with you on that. You know what? Your but imagery like, there was like, fantastic. Like, I'm an asshole. Like, 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 if you pick, you pick a fruit, but dealing with these like high intensity peppers, you pluck, pluck them. <laughs> <laughs> If you're if you're if you're picking a blueberry or a strawberry, that's fine. But you are damn well plucking a habanero pepper. You're you plucking. See, I needed the explanation of imagery there. <laughs> there was a reason why you chose that word. Yes, and I needed that because here's what comes next: is you know I tried the jalapeno at first. My girlfriend, it's finally time for her to pluck the habanero, so she plucks it. Chops like just two little slices. I'm like, all right, like time for us to try them. I didn't know how hot they were going to be. We both try one. And for the next 30 minutes, we are considering going to the hospital. We are just, just I, from trying it. Oh, I probably drink a half a gallon of milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that was. That was just wretched of us to do. I remember I um, a very good friend of mine, Joshua Grad. Uh huh. Is his name? He's a, a gentleman from from Boise, Idaho. Or actually, he lives in. I want to say it's more of Idaho. Uh, excuse me, Idaho City. Uh, yeah, Idaho City, which is about forty five minutes north east of Boise. East of Boise. Um. He comes down one night and he has a huge garden in his cabin, town, home, wherever, whatever you want to call it. It's a cabin in the, in the middle of the nowhere, but he has a great garden and he brings me this pepper from his garden <laughs> and the choice of words that came out of his mouth when he brings me this pepper to me were so interesting. He said, you would eat this pepper. If you're actually my friend. And it was a uh, Carolina Reaper. And he was totally kidding. Totally kidding. But I'm not the kind of person that takes challenging my friendship lightly. <laughs> at all. Like, I don't even fucking... I didn't skip a beat. Dude, he says it and I grab the pepper hole and I eat it and swallow it one bite. Not even fucking... Didn't even skip a fucking beat. Okay, okay, so... So before you explain the rest, are you still friends to this day? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> All 
<laughs> I better be the I better be the spiciest friendship alive, right? <laughs> Let me hit that. Yeah. Um, so a little backstory on Joshua Grad and I. Um this is a story I don't know as if it's made it onto this podcast yet. But that's all right. So Joshua and I, we came uh, across paths uh, through a very good friend group of mine. Uh, we were all out boating one day. We rented a boat uh, to just have a blast at the Boise Reservoir. And we all pitched in. And at this time, I was newly single. So I was just ready to party, you know, have a blast, you know, get out there. Mm. Uh, and on this boat was pretty much my immediate friend group and their girlfriends. And... The boys, as you would say. And this gentleman, Josh. Uh, this gentleman, Josh, uh, had this very unique vibe to him that I've never experienced. I was like, ah, this guy's a trip. Rock and roll kind of vibe, you know what I mean? Like, old school Right. He was a couple years, probably like five, ten years older than our our crew, you know. But he just had this like or like like moonwalking, everything yeah, like, like just that. Just rock star party, yeah, kind of vibe, dude. You know, just just an like, interesting character, like, like trying to be mullet, sort of. Mm, not necessarily, uh, but I, I mean, the way that I'm going to explain him is just unique. You know, I like I like that very yeah. unique person, yeah. and he immediately made an impression. Uh, to me, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to be friends with this dude, right, and the reservoir in Boise was right by his cabin, okay, mm-hmm. you had guys, I got this place right up here, come hang out, come chill, you know, so we all went over to that cabin after, and we had a, had a blast, we partied, right, and me and Josh befriend each other, and we get really, really close, and I go up to his cabin all the time, and go hang out with him and party, and help him with his, uh, you know, there's lots of stuff to do, and I, uh, one thing you might not know about me is I used to be a contractor. Uh, so I would do the carpet in his, one of his things, you know, one of his bedrooms and mm-hmm. help him build shit, stuff like that. And he, he, in return, he was a very knowledgeable person. He would teach me a lot of about starting a business. Uh, this was a long time ago when I first started my first business and stuff. And because of him, you know, he, he helped me start my first company, my first LLC. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so that's awesome. Right. And because of that, I have lots of respect for this guy. Yeah. Uh, so Josh and I uh, hung hung out at this point for like a year, and he starts seeing someone who reaches out to me and pays me to remodel his bathroom while they're out out, out of town in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. And I was a tile installer working at a tile company as the warranty division manager. So what I would do all day is I would go around. I would help people, uh, not, I wouldn't help people, excuse me. I would go to clients' houses that had our company install the tile in their home, uh, and they're usually brand new construction builds. And from there, what I would do is I would handle whatever warranty things that we covered. You know, we're not going to come give you a new shower, but I'm going to come take care of it. Right. You know, so I would remove tiles, repair tiles, do whatever necessary to get us to not have to replace the shower. Yeah. You know, that was my job. And... Working at this place, at the same time, I would be driving up to his house 35, 40 minutes out of town to do the tile at night and then drive back downtown into town to work 7 in the morning the next day. And I was doing this for like a week. And I, I tore out his uh, 
uh, fiberglass shower that he had and re-drywalled it, waterproofed it, did everything for a full uh, tile shower rebuild, right? Mm -hmm. In Idaho, it gets fucking cold. Idaho City, it gets really cold. And I remember having my wet saw outside the first couple nights that I was working to the point where I had to stop working because my saw froze. It was negative 10 degrees outside. Oh, God. And I was cutting tile with bare hands, fucking going back in and going back out, going back in and going back out until my saw froze shut. It stopped the rail, the guide uh, platform that sit the tile on it and it has the water bed under it froze and would no longer move because there was ice fucking crystals on it and shit. And wow. I was like, all right, time to call it a night, right? Yeah. So <laughs> the next night, I set my saw up in his barn and his or his workshop barn. And he didn't build this place. He bought it. So he, the guy that built it did not have any sort of siding, proper insulation. It was basically a plywood structure. Okay. This plywood structure had a wood stove. So it just negative 10 degrees out. I fired up the wood stove. I had my saw on there, you know, worked again until about four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Four in the morning comes around. I got to go to work the next morning. It's time to wrap it up. So I clean up, go to bed, call it a night, check the surrounding area to clean all my tile shit up, you know, and I go turn off the barn light. Mm-hmm. This barn light was wired in a way that when you turn the lights off, the ceiling fan, mm-hmm. and it was a two-story fucking shop barn. It was, it was huge, like two or three-story structure. It was for, way bigger than it should be. And the fans would kick on, okay? So I go to bed. And I'm in the middle of nowhere, Idaho. There's not not a property around me for an acre or two, right? Mm -hmm. I hear glass break. It wakes me up. I'm asleep. I'm like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is breaking in? I'm in the middle of nowhere. Right, and I, I had my dog, my big old Great Pyrenees. He was with me out there too. Yeah. He woke, he woke up and was like, "What the fuck, right, dude?" And I run down the stairs, and I'm in a second story, and I just see hellfire, flames, lighting up the entire living room of this fucking <laughs> dude. Not even kidding, lighting up his whole fucking living room of his house, and it's, and I go out there, I'm like, "No fucking way!" His whole entire barn is not only in like starting to go up in flames. But, like, dude, I shit like you not. Like, blowing up? Dude, glow, blowing out the windows from the flames of the heat. That's what I woke me up was the sound of the glass windows on the shop fucking breaking from the oh glass. Oh, my God. And I would go out there, and I'm like, no fucking way. No fucking way. Yeah, no, and I'm bro, And mind you not, I'm in the middle of the forest. Yeah. No, that had to be scary as shit, huh? First thing that runs through my head, dude, I just started a fucking forest fire. (laughs) I was freaking out, dude. I was like, oh, my God. You just see a big-ass explosion go off right where you just No, and so literally, this structure, like I said, was two stories. And it was surrounded (laughs) by giant forest trees. So the tree immediately next to it catches a blaze. 40-foot fucking hellfire. Right? Mm -hmm. I run inside. I grab a fucking fire extinguisher. <laughs> right? Hey, it hey, so much. Do your part. <clears throat> Do your part. And I'm like, 
no, dude, my tile saw. Brand fucking new $2,000 tile saw that I just bought like a week before this dude was in the fucking middle of the hellfire. So I'm trying to go get it out. And like, I fucking opened the door and let all the fucking flame breathe, not knowing, and make the fire even bigger and try to fucking get my tile saw. Burn my whole left side of my arm, right? Oh, and no. so I run back inside and I go get the stuff of, of mine that I have, like my clothes, and fucking go throw it in the, the away. So I had something to wear. I was fucking wearing nothing, dude. And so <laughs> straight naked. And at this point, I'm like, holy shit. And I get a phone and I don't know my homie's address. I just know how to get there. It's in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So I call and I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, I don't know my address. Like, dude, there's a fucking fire. I don't know where I am. <laughs> you're like, you're like trace here. me. Trace me back. Figure it out, dude. Like, this is about all I can fucking do. I got to get out there and start hosing shit down, dude. Like, and I'm like, wait a minute. 69 Wilderness Way. That's the address. Get the fuck out here, dude. Literally. And so I'm in my chonies fucking hosing down the side of his house trying to keep his house from going on fire. And... Funny thing is, he's like, dude, you should have just let my house burn insurance. And I was like, <laughs> literally hosing it down, right? And he's not even there, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like freaking out, waiting for the fire department. Nobody showed up. I'm literally the only fucking thing <laughs> against this 40 fucking foot flame, right? And so it gets to the point where I'm just like, dude, I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to die. Like, this shit's real. Like, this is going to fucking... Wow. All right. So I'm trying to get my dog to fucking, like, get down the stairs. He's got, like, this giant drop-off that you have to, like, go past the flames to get to his car. And I had borrowed his Uh car to get out there. Or my van or something. Like, my my van was down in the city, and I was using his car. Um, And so I had to try to get my dog away from these flames. And my dog jumped, like, a 15-foot ledge to get away from these flames and get into the back of the car. And his car was melted, bro. The front end of his car was completely fucking melted. And I was in the front seat of it trying to get, like, it to start and get my dog into it, right? And he's got a 35-foot driveway that goes straight down. And so I finally get my dog into the back of this fucking car, back up down his driveway with nothing but my chonies and his jacket on. Yeah, and I get back and I get down and I finally, like, I'm like, what the fuck? fuck just happened dude i'm sitting there just like in shock and i call him right and he's in vegas <laughs> he's at the he's at the blackjack table yeah, he's he's, dude, he's bjing it up yeah he's having a blast dude like literally i call him like um so your barn and it, dude at this point the entire structure was in full flames complete oh, could, like I, and i mean this thing was a two car garage Two-story shop. It's huge. Full the entire thing. Not even a, a a lick of the the building was not in flame. And the flames are like I said, forty feet up, catching the fucking trees on fire. No fire department had showed up. I'm just sitting there in the back of his car, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're fucked, bro." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "So your barn." Is on fire and he didn't even know I was there. Oh god! It's his girlfriend, like I said, bro, paid me to do this for a surprise for him while he was out of town. 
Yeah, that, so was, he, that was a damn good surprise you gave yeah, me. Yeah, he doesn't even know that I'm there. He thought he left his house by itself. I'm like, hey, I'm at your house, and it's burning down. <laughs> and he's like, literally, I shit you not. Okay. Damn. All right. And I was like, really? And I was like, that's all you're going to say? And he's like, yeah, just uh, talk to the cops when they get there in the morning. See when I get back. I was like, wow. I was like, this man's going to murder me. Wow. This man's going to murder me, bro. Like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> that was way too calm of a reaction. But we worked it out. You know, he's like, like I said, still to this day, really good friend of mine. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, no, no, like, that, that's what makes great friends right there, you know? <laughs> that's really is. That's also what makes great insurance claims. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I need a drink after telling that story. Oh yeah, bro. Lord. What do you think of that? Oh, uh, dude, I love that. I love that. Absolutely. I do got to get going here pretty soon. Oh, right on, brother. So uh, how long you got? Uh, Like 10 minutes. Whoa, shit. Yeah. Okay. Can we get you? Give me 20? Yeah. 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 I can push it to 20. Word. Deal. Deal. I, I, I can't take too many more shots, though. You're not taking one. All right. You're taking All your right, margarita. Good. I'll just yeah. do I'll just shot for me. All right, there we go. Yeah, dude. Sorry, dude, my it, story took so much time no, there, man. Oh my goodness. No, no, dude. No, it's totally fine. But I mean, dude, it just feels good to be back in the springs. Like from freaking like Florida. The weather here is just so spot on. Like, I know it rains. I know some days, like, you know, it's a little cold. But damn, like it is so hot down there in Florida. Like it blows my mind, <laughs> honestly. Is it is it breaking a hundred? Uh like still? Not still? not on not on the radar, but it feels like over a hundred. Just with like the humidity. Okay, so I feel like the heat up here has a bit of um kinda I wanna say it. More of an intensity because of the closeness to the sun that it has. If that makes sense. Well, see, and then I was talking to my boss about that this weekend. And it was funny because he laughed at me. I was like, well, I feel like I get burnt easier here in Colorado. Because because yeah. I'm, I'm a mile high versus like, you know, um, sea level. And then he just starts laughing at me. He's like, so do you really think you being like... 10,000 feet closer to the sun when it's like 55 million miles away makes a difference. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah. It does. I was like, I was like, well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I do think my that. sunburns sure as shit. Do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My forehead's over here. Just fucking peeling like a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you you set up the lighting perfectly. So you can't really see the Your sunburn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So I've only got a couple minutes left with you here. Yeah. And, you know, the first thing I want to do, say thank you. Hey, bro. Coming on. Like, this is. No, thank you. Dope. Yeah, of course, bro. Um, And also give you a couple minutes to kind of, you know, talk about yourself a little bit. Because, you know, I talked about me. You talked about Colorado Springs. You know, we haven't really had a chance to talk about you. Real quick. Mm -hmm. Who are you? What is your name? Tell yeah. You. What yeah. Do you like to do? Yeah, yeah. Well, Alex Salila, man, thank you, Casey, for having me on and everything. 
I met met Casey a few years ago. Um, frankly, at a bar. Um, as soon as you guys moved here, I know we talked about that earlier, but yeah, no, I uh, I went to uh, college here in uh, Colorado Springs and where uh, UCCS. Uh, graduated from there um, soon before I graduated. Got into the real estate field and um, bought my first investment property. Um, basically moved down to Florida after that. And uh, yeah, really just been working on a few different um, real estate companies as well as property management. And then growing up, I did have like a side business, uh, world famous pickle vodka. <laughs> if you guys want to look them up. They're blown up right now. Um, I was a marketing director in that company when they were first setting out. Um, world famous pickle vodka. World famous pickle vodka. Yeah, it was um, created here in Denver and is uh, local to Denver. Right now we're in, I think, 25 different states. So uh, hopefully everyone listening to this can be able to find themselves a bottle. If not, I'll send Casey a link. He can post it and whatnot. I will do that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so that was really like marketing and everything. Um, right now I'm down in Naples, Florida, doing investment, real estate, as well as residential in the area. I've been doing real estate deals, frankly, across the country. We did one in Utah, um, like, Two months ago that uh, all of our investors made like about 50K on. So, wow, yeah. So, I mean, and frankly, yeah, they did invest a lot and everything. But it's one of those things where I am, you know, very grateful for what I've been able to learn in real estate. And I'm one of those people where I'm willing to teach anyone about it. So, you know, if anyone wants to learn about like investing in real estate, and Casey, I do have a few different uh, potential deals to show you and everything, but, um, you know, that that's kind of like what I specialize in, so willing to take the time to get anyone involved who is really, like, looking at that Do factor. you have a handle on social media for your professional uh, real estate work that you do that if somebody were to want to reach out to you, that's where they would find you? Yeah, I mean, I would say just like my personal Instagram, it's A O L L I L A seventeen. Um, it's not, it's not one of those things. Where I'm not like Alex sells real estate out of here. <laughs> Alex sells, Alex sells Naples, Florida. No, I, I am a very personal person. You know, I like actually like working with people who are going to be persistent business. I'm not like the type to just be a one and done transaction sort of right. guy. Like I will only consider working with people where it's like a long-term relationship. So, you know, and it's one of those things where that's how you really find the actual like good investment deals as far as like real estate goes. Right. You can't just like, you know, stumble upon them in a matter of like looking on the internet for like a few hours. Right. No, for sure. Yeah. And th that brings me to the opportunity to kind of remind people, listeners, if, if they, you know, you happen to stumble upon this, 
the Young Blood podcast. You know, when we talked earlier before the show, uh, you might have felt like this was going to lean towards a real estate show or whatever it was. No, this this show is 100 percent different with every guest. Uh, and what I try to do with this is bring them the best experience possible. Uh, and this is a experience at the end of the day, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and what's cool about it is that, you know, we can have like a fun conversation and, you know, explore like, you know, different like paths and everything like that. And, you know, so like kind of like benefit everyone and, right. you know, and, and we always like learning from other people, which is, right. you know, one of the reasons why you're doing this and why I'm doing this as well is like, we love to learn from either, you know, different listeners or different speakers. I know we listen to podcasts all the time. So it's always cool to learn and digest everyone other, everyone else's like perspective on different topics, you know, 100%. And what I'm really focusing on bringing here with young blood podcast is do as the locals do was always kind of the theme of the show because what I do is I bring people that I know that I've met uh, and just made an impact on me in some way. And the reason for that is if they've made an impact on me, maybe they can make an impact on somebody else. Right. Yeah. And that's why I'm, I started what I do here and started this show and I've kept it going is not because I want to be a podcaster, not because I want the clout, not because I want views, none of that. The 50, coming on 50 conversations now that I've had with people, almost all of them were somebody that I was friends with, that I knew or had just met, but had an impression of them before the show. Mm -hmm. The impression that I get from them after they leave here is always better and different. And that's because me and you now, we've known each other two years, right? Mm -hmm. We've never actually sat down and just chatted for a couple hours or an hour, you know? Right, yeah. And that, to me, is irreplaceable. You can't put a price on what I've done here. Like, cool, we're going to get content out of this. Cool, people might watch, might listen. But simple fact of the matter is there's somebody in my circle that I thought I knew that I now know better and I have a better connection with. And I'm bringing genuine conversations to people that they might not have been able to be a part of themselves or had before exactly. or like, yeah, yeah. No. And that's what I think. Like what you're doing is awesome. Like I was so excited when you like first told me about it and I think, you know, your setup and the way you do your dialogue, you're going to get fire with this and everything. So I'm frankly, I'm <laughs> super happy to be excited about it. And I know I just absolutely slap the bike right <laughs> it's okay. there. It's okay. You won't hear it after. It's okay, man. <laughs> man, this has been a freaking blast. And I'll tell you what, guys, here at the Young Blood Podcast, there's been a lot of changes. There's been a lot of new upgrades that I personally am learning how to use, learning how to utilize. Everything at this show is done by me, myself, and I. I used to have some help on it back in the past, but now it's just me, guys. So, Really, I appreciate every single person who's either listened, who's came on the show, pressed the like button, any of those things, commented. It's all appreciated. It's all noticed, man. And, you know, right now, 
the biggest thing that we're focusing on here is just bringing these genuine conversations to a platform that everybody can be a part of. And for that, thank you, Alex. Thank you for coming on. Uh, this is now episode 44 of Young Blood Podcast. There so we go. We are six there away. We go. Give it up. Yeah, baby. 44. 44. We are six away from our 50th episode. I also do like to have repeat guests. It's one of the things. So anytime that you want to come on again, or if you're coming back into town, you want to catch a couple minutes on here, let me know. We'll make it happen. We'll, 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 be, we'll be back for more, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, guys, I know I hate to ask for help. I hate to ask for anything, but there is a Patreon. Give a like. Give a like. Yes. <laughs> or or give a dollar. <laughs> or give a dollar on my Patreon. One dollar a month. There is an option to do that. It helps us out a ton. If you go if you go that route. If not, cool. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been episode 43 of Youngblood Podcast. Alex, is there anything you want to leave the world before we close out tonight? Give it your best. Give it your best. You only live once. And we're all going to get there if you just try hard enough. So well, let's go get it. Let's go get it, baby. Hoochah. Awesome. Let's go. Have a good one.